This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Ruzio, and I'm the founder of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their divinity and create a life based on freedom. This is Asked and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. And today we are with Lark Dean Galley, and I'm so excited because we're going to be talking about overcoming grief. Yay, overcoming grief. Hi, Lark. Hi, Jennifer. It's so nice to meet you. And of course, the burning question I have, the first question I ask every guest is, what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? My soul has shared with me that we are more connected with each other than we can ever imagine and that we need each other. And uh, I never realized that until just during this past year and a half. I love that. And I think it's so important. And I think that You can never hear that too much and you can never deepen that knowing. So I love that. Love that. So grief. Oh my gosh. How much grief is like the world experiencing at the moment? And how do we move through it? How do we kind of overcome it? How do we not let it kind of stay around with us for years? Exactly. Because I think everybody deals with grief and grief can come in, uh, in the form of, um, breaking up a relationship, ending a relationship, or um, losing a loved one, even things like moving or graduating from high school or college, you think those maybe are good things, but in some ways there's some grief attached to those, right? Because we're, we're sort of moving forward, leaving something that we might have enjoyed behind. Um, in my case, I've had several different um, encounters with some very, very serious and deep grief, Um, The most recent one was the suicide of my son, which happened in 2019. And that was some heavy grief and just trying to make it through that. That is very heavy. And I want to just pop back to something that you said about graduating high school. I think people don't really understand that any change, there's going to be grief occurring. And so I think so often people don't even process you know, if they're changing anything, there's going to be a a grief attached to it. That doesn't mean it's a, it's a bad thing. It just means that you're moving from one consciousness to another. Um, And I'm so sorry about your son. Thank you. So what steps have you taken to kind of, you know, not sit on your couch and eat cheese every day? Because that's what I do when I'm really depressed. So what steps have you done? Sure. And let me tell you, because that's where I wanted to go. My father had died by suicide five years prior to my son's suicide. So it was almost like I was going back into this very deep, dark uh, place that I had been where when my father died. And because of some other friends reaching out to me and expressing their concerns about their own children uh, who could end up, you know, killing themselves because they knew my son, there's always this fear of copycat suicide that really catapulted me to realize this situation was beyond just me as a parent or my son. This was 
the opportunity for me to make a difference by helping these kids, you know, giving them the strength to stick around and hopefully having a voice so that other parents would never have to experience what I went through. Now, this is not to say that, you know, the next day it was all rainbows and unicorns and all that stuff. It was hard, but I found in having a purpose that was greater than my grief, it allowed me to move forward. Yeah. And I think that's what people also need to understand, right? You know, that processing and yet moving forward because you do have kind of a reason to get up and fulfill something and and actually participate in life. And, and I'm sure you're still processing a lot of that grief. And, and when you're having a bad moment, what, what do you do? How do you be with that moment and not feel like it's going to overcome you? A couple of things. First of all, you know, some days are harder than others. And I have to allow myself some grace and allow myself that if, if it's a hard day, um, emotionally, I'm just not going to force myself to push through, you know, sometimes we think, well, put your big girl pants on and make it happen. And there are times when grief can be so debilitating that, that there is no making it happen. And so I, um, I just allow myself to kind of move through that. But the other thing I do is that I catch my thoughts because it's so easy to go into the, well, what if he hadn't killed himself? And then you start on that spiral that just goes nowhere and goes down, right? And so I have to catch myself at the very beginning and say, no, no, I don't live in that kind of universe. I can't go back and change it. I have regrets. So what am I going to do with these regrets to make life going forward better. Mm. I think that's so important. And I think that, you know, it's really about allowing yourself to feel what you feel and really, you know, tuning in into that place where you've never been hurt. You've, you know, no pain and allowing that to even in a little tiny way to kind of be the path, the stones on your path. How do people, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but how do people know? Because I think a lot of us don't even, aren't even aware that there's some grief happening. So what are some of the, the signals that we are experiencing grief? So it can feel like a heaviness, um, just despondency. Maybe you're, you're not really sure. I feel like, you know, everything starts with our thoughts And we don't always uh, clue into what we're thinking. So it's our emotions is how we can know what we're thinking. And so we really need to stay in touch with our emotions. And if we're feeling um, sad or, or depressed or just not sure, check in with ourselves and say, what am I feeling? Why do I think I'm feeling this? It, you know, it's okay to feel the feelings. It's okay. And I'm human. So it's nice to have feelings and just check in and say, okay, I recognize and I acknowledge this, this emotion that I'm having. It's good that I'm having an emotion. Now, what can I do? Is it a productive emotion? Is it good for me? Um, if it's not, let's change what I'm thinking about because the thoughts will then change the emotions that we have. I love that. And I think that's so important. I think people kind of get stuck in that spiral of feeling one way and then it kind of creates this giant snowball and they can't seem to get out of it. So it's like, really, you want to do the old uh, back of a milk carton thing, stop, drop and roll, right? You want to stop, you want to tune back in and then you want to 
allow yourself to roll into a new level of consciousness. Exactly. You know what? And it's not easy just because we say it, it's right. not, easy, I promise you. And it's gotten easier for me as time has passed and I've, and I've exercised that and I have been diligent about controlling those thoughts, but it is not always easy. The easy way is to allow yourself to spiral down, right? But in the long run, what is going to help me the most and in helping me that then allows me to have the strength to help others. And that's what I have to focus on is not allowing myself to take the easy way and spiral down. Yeah. And if you do occasionally there, you know, you have to move into that no judgmental space, right? Mm -hmm. Because then that's just going to add to the pain and the sorrow. Yes. You know, especially as we come up, uh, the holiday times or, or my son's birthday or things like that. Um, it comes up and it's not even conscious that it's, that it's there. And so that's just, I just, once again, have to allow myself, Oh, I'm feeling sad. It's, you know, his, his, his birthday's next week, or we're coming up on the holidays and just allow that because to think that we're just going to be, you know, flatline and not feel anything's up or down that you're dead. Right. And so, as we come into the holidays or we come into these certain days, like on his death anniversary, allow the feelings, acknowledge them, and then say, okay, how can I move forward? And, and it's important to always acknowledge what you're feeling. Yeah. And, and, I, and also, you know, you made a really good point. Like if you ever heard a song and I'm sure you've all heard me say this once or twice, but if you ever heard a song with only low notes or high notes, it kind of sucks. You yes. need the range of that. And, and, we don't have to be afraid of that when we understand that the, it's just feelings they'll come over us. And, and I think what you're really talking about when, you, when you're letting go or moving through grief is you're moving through the suffering. So, you know, the pain is still going to come up and you're going to feel it. Suffering is when you push it away, when you stuff it down, when you don't process it. And I think that's key because it creates a lot of suffering rather than um, allowing yourself to move forward you're still going to have pain but right. you're not going to be living with it and it's not going to be consuming you every moment of every day i actually had someone tell me that you know the pain is going to happen but suffering is optional and suffering is when we wallow and we can't seem to move forward and and once again you know these are things that i've had to train and work on because it's not easy to always take that step and that choice to move forward but if we do it, we can then have a more beautiful life that allows us the strength and ability to help others. Otherwise, it's going to be suffering. And, and I choose not to have the suffering. Yeah, I choose not to have the suffering, too. Um, what has been a big question that you've been asking yourself lately? So lately, it has been, what else can I do to like move forward in my mission? Because after my son died, within just a few short days, I really felt that uh, the universe was calling me and telling me, you need to get on a platform and talk about suicide prevention. And as I mentioned, my father had died by suicide five years before my son. And so for me, I didn't want to talk about this, the stigma and the shame around suicide. It was just too great. And so, you know, if you had told me several years ago, hey, you're going to be doing this, I would have said there is no way. And I just really felt the call. And so I was, I do a lot of speaking about it. And then I also have just finished and uh, launched a book. And I will tell you that once I launched the book, I was sort of thinking, okay, well, my message is out there. I can be done now. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh no, no, no. 
you got to catch yourself. And I felt some grief come up again. I'm like, what else is out there? And so now I'm looking at creating some, uh, another program where I can go into workplaces because there's this professional grief, you know, people are going through grieving and maybe they've lost someone or they're going through a divorce or they have a child with a terminal illness and they're still having to show up at work. How can they then perform and do the things they need to do in their work environment, as well as maybe they're a leader in their work and they need to help um, the people that they work with who might be going through this. And so I feel like there are a lot of lessons that I have learned um, that can help in, in the professional environment as well in, in the workplace. Yeah, I, you know, I think that people, you know, we expect when we show up for work that everything that's happening in the world and in our lives is, you know, left at the front door, so to speak. And it doesn't work that way. Absolutely not. You know, you cannot separate your home life and your work life. I tried for many years. I thought, oh, things could be bad at home, but it'll be fine at work. And that is not the case. And once I started to get things in alignment at home, my work took off and I, I just did so much better at work because I got the home life under control. Yeah. So how do people get more in touch with you? How do they learn more about what you offer and your big mission? What's your Sure. So they can do that through my website, which is larkdeangalley.com. And uh, they can just, there's a lot of resources there for people. Um, I've been working with a clinical psychologist because I'm not a doctor. I just, I am a concerned parent. And so what then can we do to take it to the next level? What can we do to learn, to process grief, to be able to have these hard conversations about suicide prevention, to improve our relationships with our children? There's just so much more that we can do and we can experience. And I I want to share that with other people. Beautiful. So out of our conversation today, what do you want people to take away having a deeper sense of knowledge around grief? Everybody experiences different levels of grief. And that's especially been in the case with my family. I was able to process this grief and kind of move through fairly quickly with my son because of my prior experience with my father's suicide. Now, with regards to other members of my family, they're at different different points in their grief. Uh, For example, my husband and one of my daughters has not read my book. They just are not at that point where they can can so openly converse about my son's suicide. And I have had to learn to allow them to be wherever they are and not try to force them. And they've had to learn to allow me to be very vocal about this and to share my experiences in a very public way. And so we just have to allow other people their grief wherever they are and not try to force or change it. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think that the more compassionate you can be, and I know sometimes it's hard, um, you know, the more that you can tap into that compassion for yourself and, and for others, the better you'll be. Exactly. Wow, Lark, such a deep, powerful subject and a thoroughly enjoyable, which is weird, but good. Uh, and I want to thank you so much for coming on and being so consciously transparent. I think, you know, it is a hard topic and people don't talk about it. And Um, when we don't talk about something, it grows and the shame around it grows and then it gets harder for people to open up. So thank you so much for what you do in the world. Thank you, Jennifer. And I I appreciate your sharing my message. You are so welcome. My last question is if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, 
What would your magnet say? The magnet would say, how can I make a difference today? I like that one. I think that mine would say that as well. Part of it. I'm going to create these magnets one day, everyone, because I think they're so amazing. Mark, again, thank you so much for taking your time with us today. Thanks, Jennifer. Everyone, you've been listening to me, Jennifer Rizzo, and this is Ask and Answered by Soul. Feel free to share this podcast with your community, write a review, send some feedback, leave a comment, rate it, or contact me directly. And of course, all of my amazing uh, guests. Listen, everyone, grief is a big thing. And if you kind of push it down, it's only going to come up and explode in inappropriate ways and actually not be sustainable for you. So reach out to Lark, see what's happening in your world and allow yourself to be with it. And don't forget, you are your connection. So thanks and bye for now. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes out now on Electric Has Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you